get really caught up in trying to meet people who they care about in their lives standards. And it's like, at the end of the day, you can't, you're never going to please everyone. So you might as well at least build a life that you think is beautiful and that you are proud of. Ashley, I just had the most main character morning ever. Nothing makes me happier than hearing someone feels like a main character. I went on my main character walk, as I do sometimes. I woke up and I've been so excited that it's been sunny because I'm so lacking in vitamin D. Like the sun never shines here, I swear. And so I was like, how exciting. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to listen to some vibey music, spend the morning with Tyler Childers and Casey Musgraves, really wanting to transport myself to another world. And I go outside, it's 27 degrees. My hands are numb and I want to cry. I cut my walk short this morning because I was starting to sweat because it was too hot. <laughs> I can't, I cannot imagine. Like it's so cold. I was wearing the biggest jacket I have. And at least it helps me like keep the pace. Like I have to walk faster so it can be over. But I'm sorry, I don't understand. I don't think it is 27 degrees in places like North Dakota where it's piles and piles of snow. I just don't understand where the cold is coming from. You just don't understand what this life is like until you experience it. And then you're like, oh, this is what cold is. So were you a main character, though? I was. I like to pretend like I'm in a music video when I go for my walks by myself because I really get into the music. And then I kind of walk to the beat of it. I'm looking around. I'm picturing like what scenes would be in the music video, who I would cast, you know, all that good stuff. I told you the other day, and now I'm starting to think um, in terms of when I do something, wow, what great videos can I get out of this? What content <laughs> can I, I pump like out of this situation? TikTok has done that to us, though, because we just think in terms of video. Just you wait. My first TikTok is going to go so viral. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be vibey I, as hell. The content you're sitting on, Ashley, like you sh- really should be putting out videos. I'm going to try. I'm going to try tonight. Everyone wait on bated breath for my first viral, my first and only TikTok, which will make us famous. Yeah, I'll make sure to post it on the Instagram. That'll be really exciting. Um, Okay, so Abby has a huge announcement. No, she is not engaged. No, she is not with child. Even better. (laughs) Not too huge of an announcement, but it will be pretty huge, if you know what I mean, because I'm getting lip fillers. (laughs) (laughs) I've wanted lip fillers for over a year, you guys, and I just always thought it was kind of out of reach because I always thought who gets lip fillers like celebrities, influencers, you know, people of note. But I feel like why not me me? if I save up the money and which I did, it's like, this is my face. It's my life. Like take control. I just think like if I want something this bad, I might as well just make it happen if it's in my control, you know? I don't know if this is too harsh of criticism, but after you get them, we should post a picture and do a vote of whether Abby should have done this or not <laughs> done this, whether this is a good, investment. Or, a good or bad idea. Also, this might be the last time you hear from Abby because she hasn't told her dad yet about the lip filler. So if he kills her after her oh. appointment at 1230 today, then oh, that's my dear it. God. Just the sheer amount of him not understanding why I would spend money on something like this is going to put me in a hole in the ground. If, if you know what I'm saying, like he's going to be so mad. This might also be our farewell episode. Thank you for the good run, everyone. Yeah, you guys might not recognize me going forward. Like I'm going to look like a whole new person. I might sound different. Like we'll just have to see. <laughs> We're really taking this and running with it. Actually, I'm going to relearn how to kiss people. Like I feel like I'm starting from scratch. You might have to relearn how to um, drink from a straw, how to eat soup off a spoon. I've been living with these lips for 22 years and now it's going to be my world turned upside down. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting the most dramatic facial change that's ever existed. Yeah, like a facial restructuring. (laughs) Stay tuned. I'm really excited about this. It's about to be Hot Girl Summer 2021. I am manifesting vibes. Hot Hot Girl Girl Spring. Spring. Hot Girl Spring is 27 degrees outside. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, this will be even more exciting. Um, In a couple weeks, me and Allie, who we had on whenever last week, are going to go visit Abby. Yes, I'm literally so elated. I have missed your guys' presence so much. If anyone wants to join us, my address is... I'm just kidding. But (laughs) seriously, like... We partnered with Alaska Airlines to give you guys 10% off of your ticket straight to (laughs) Spokane. Use the term JGWI slash lonely to come visit me. (laughs) 
No, but I'm really so excited. Like I have the lack of social interaction has done a number on me. Ashley tells me I'm getting stronger than a Marine. I'm in such an extrovert in the, the isolation out here. It's like when they put you at the intense training and it builds up your mental health <laughs> or exactly. breaks it down. Breaks After it down this, until it builds it up. After this, if I had to be in an isolated cell for years, I would be fine after this year because I've just been on the farm doing my thing alone with my thoughts, which used to be my biggest fear, but we're overcoming it. <laughs> we're so bad at that. When Back in uh, April, Abby told me that if I got corona and I had to sit in my room for two weeks, she knew I couldn't handle that. So she wouldn't let me do that. She would come in there with me. Yeah, I said I would let myself get corona so that we could at least do it together. <laughs> and that my All friends right. is true friendship i think yep you're looking at right in the face all right so Enough with all of that. We brought you here today to impart some wisdom that we desperately need ourselves. So what we did is we went and through all of our files in our mind, we curated our thoughts, and we pulled out some of the best advice we've been given about living in your 20s. And then we were like, that's not enough. We don't know anything. So we went on TikTok, and <laughs> that one TikTok that's viral, that's like, tell us the best advice that someone's ever given you looking back in your 20s. We pulled all of those people's thoughts, and they know a lot more than we do. So they, yeah, definitely they know a lot more than we do because most of these people are in their 30s, so they made it through their 20s alive. Um, but I don't know what side of TikTok you guys are on. I feel like Ashley and I are always sending each other stuff. We're always on advice TikTok, probably because we're interacting with it for the specific podcast. But we've got a lot of content to work with, which is great for the episode. Also, tell them about the one TikTok genre I keep sending you that makes you want to, that makes you car sick. Oh my gosh. Are you talking about the monkey or the woodchuck? Yeah. The, mon the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> There's this monkey named George. He's like somewhat famous. He's a that it's like curious George. That's why his name is George. Isn't that cute? Oh, that makes sense. That yeah. is cute. But for some reason, like this monkey as a pet, like as a domestic animal is like really unsettling to me. And he's always like in the bathtub or wearing outfits. And Ashley keeps sending me these videos, even though she knows I can't stand to look at it. Like I have to open it and then scroll past because I cringe. Anyway, so um, that woodchuck, woodchuck TikTok is a song for another time. But we are going to hit the ground running with this little advice column. And, and we're later in the episode, we're also going to recap The Bachelor. So stay tuned to the end. It's kind of like when you're in elementary school and the teacher makes you listen to the lesson and then at the end there's a game. This is the lesson yeah. in The Bachelor is heads up, seven up. Yeah, first we're going to work on ourselves and then we're going to talk about pop culture, which we love to do. Yeah. I can go first. So the first piece of advice that I gathered from some stranger on the internet that I'm going to define the rest of my life by, this guy was saying that when people ask you pressure questions such as, what's your major? What are your plans? What is your next job? They are not actually interested in your answer unless it's your mom or your best friend. No one actually cares. So you shouldn't feel pressure from this question that people are using to fill the silence that your aunt is saying at um, the family reunion to fill the silence because she doesn't know what else to ask you. And then you're it's up all night so for the next true. week thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like because they ask those things because they're supposed to ask us these things at this age and they have nothing else to ask us. So it's like they're not going to remember what your answer is in five years when you're doing what you actually want to do. Like who cares? Mm -hmm. No pressure here. For my turn, it's I think from the same guy that that advice came from because I might have also seen that one. But if you're not having fun, you can leave and you don't have to owe anyone an explanation. I think this is so true, especially in college mm -hmm. when you feel obligated to go to certain events. Now that we are just all adults living our own life, we can choose when we want to stay and when we want to leave. If you're at an event and you don't want to be there, you can just go and no one's going to care. I realized that I think my sophomore year of college, I was asking and I was there for a long time and no one else wants to leave. And I was like, I'm, I don't want this anymore. I'm going home. So I did yeah. <laughs> from some party. You don't have to do things you don't want to do. No one cares. Yeah. I feel like you and I actually have learned so quickly that how precious our time is. Like we, we will not waste a moment of our time on an activity or on a person that we don't want to. <laughs> I understand I'm only 22, but I act like I was told I have one month left to live with my time. And that's how much I, down to the point where I'm, I'm like, I don't want to waste time watching this movie if I could be watching another movie because I'm never going to get those two hours back. Totally. Like, I refuse to waste five minutes of any of my time if I'm not doing something I want to do. This one is something that we've said a million times before, and I want to pair it with another one. 
Um, okay, well, the one that we said a million times before is that you obviously become like the five people you're closest to. The five people that you interact with, talk most with, text most with, you're going to become just like them. So if you don't like yeah. who those people are, find some new ones. If you're in a situation where you feel like where you're alone on a farm like Abby, <laughs> that translates <laughs> also to phone calls with people or texting people. Like I have people that I don't live anywhere by that I text every single day of my life. And like you were just saying this past weekend, I went and I hung out with Delaney, who was on her episode like five episodes ago. And when I got home, I was like, mom, I just feel so fulfilled after hanging out with her. Like I just feel more energized and fulfilled and motivated. And those are the types of people you want to be around. Oh, that's really cute. I love that. I know. And then pairing off of that, another piece of advice I wrote down was, let's be honest, you only are going to have slash need four to six really, really close best friends in your life. It's There's so no true. reason to spread yourself then across 20. You have to choose which ones you want close and then work on keeping them close forever. And now's the foundation. This person was also saying now's the foundation time in your 20s when you're free. You don't have kids or a husband probably and you're free to like work on those relationships so that they stay strong when you do get those right. things. And relationships obviously are a two-way street and I feel like the cream will rise to the top. Like the real ones will stick around and you just can't focus on the ones that leave because they weren't meant to be. Mm-hmm. This one is kind of a blanket statement, but it's just a good reminder. There's no such thing as having it all figured out. We literally just make it up as we go. So although we're getting all this advice from very smart strangers who are in their 30s who have lived through this glorious decade called your 20s, it's not like they have it figured out either. Like they're still going to figure it out. And then in the next decade, they'll have even more advice. And it's like we are I think there's kind of something beautiful about that. Like we're all just on the earth trying to do our best trying to make our lives and other people's lives a better place and like that's all we can do you know next one um that I wrote down which is this is something that they should hand you this piece of advice when you get your college diploma you're not depressed you just need to adjust to being out of college it's not depression like it could be but more than likely <laughs> it definitely it could, could be for some of you I don't know no, it definitely could be but more than likely just need to adjust to life outside of college. I literally wrote that one down too. I think we're on the same side. We're sending each other. We're sending each other the same things. <laughs> yeah, it's like transitioning to a full time job is rough after you have all of this freedom in college to spend your time exactly how you want. But it's just your new normal, and you've really got to lean into it. Like you can't fight it, or else you're just going to be miserable. Yeah, and you're always going to miss every phase of life in some aspect even like the ones that seem torturous somehow like 30 years from now you're probably gonna miss it totally everything is temporary so you might as well appreciate the season you're in now yeah okay next one was everyone here is comparisons with thief of joy every like mom has that up on a plaque in her bathroom but (laughs) (laughs) but comparison to older versions of you is a huge thief of joy. And I do this all the time. I was prettier than I was healthier than I looked happier in those pictures. I looked happier in those videos. Comparing yourself to old versions of yourself is also really damaging. Yeah. Like I think a lot of girls specifically will be like, oh my gosh, look at my body in high school or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, you weren't even fully a woman yet like can you cool it because in <laughs> you 20 years we're gonna look back at how we look now and be like I was hot as hell <laughs> absolutely and then totally. also in terms of if you are an adult and you're comparing your body to like six months ago or a year ago or you're comparing your emotions to that that person is still you you can have you have that happiness inside of you. you had it before you'll get it again or like you were really consistent working out that was you just you can get it back and with the getting it back thing another one that I had was change is inevitable and you're allowed to be someone new anytime that you want like obviously there's going to be some consistency and continuity of who you are how you carry yourself what you want out of life but you can reinvent yourself if you're bored with your everyday life start wearing something that is out of your comfort zone that you've wanted to wear start doing an activity that's out of your comfort zone like that is where all the growth happens and out of your comfort zone is my favorite place to be because I feel so alive when that happens. Not to be too philosophical, but it's true. <laughs> okay, this one I didn't agree with, but I wanted to know your thoughts. This guy was saying that pre-gaming does not save money at the bar. Here's why I disagree. Here is why. Because, yes, because if- he says you lose all your inhibitions if you're already drunk by the time you get there. And then you're like, I'll spend more money. That's You do lose your inhibitions. You do spend money at the bar anyways. However... We are not 15. If you feel like you are on the verge of just being so belligerently drunk, you're not going to keep buying more alcohol probably. You're just not. I'm not. 
<laughs> if unless I'm you're like a in boy. The, unless you're a boy. <laughs> if I'm in that middle ground after a pregame, I, mean, I probably will spend more money. But could you imagine how much you consume at a pregame trying to buy that all at a bar? I'm just sorry, sir. It's not the way no, it works. Totally. And this also circles back to who you surround yourself with because if you are just so gone and you're going to be spending way too much money, if your friends are the real ones, they'll stop you from doing such a horrible decision. I you don't know? know. One time we were in Nashville, Abby, and I watched <laughs> you one night throw your credit card down like there was no tomorrow. And I yeah, love to throw true. money around. I'm I'm not shy from doing that because I like to have fun. But even I was like, I'm not gonna follow. I'm not gonna do what you're doing. This was absurd, no, and I didn't stop I you. Though. Say, I will concur. You. That night was absurd, and he did wake up to a very harsh reality in my bank account the next morning. <laughs> but we had fun, you know. Like I wouldn't trade the memories for anything. No, but I probably not. wouldn't do that again. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and you okay, didn't maybe, stop me. You did nothing to I stop didn't me. Stop. So maybe the guy has a point. There was another time when we were in Nashville and me and Emily, we would take turns going into each bar and I'd be like, all right, I'll pay for us this at this one. And then at the next week, he would say, all right, I'll pay for all of our drinks at this one. And that was out of control. Yes. I, that's when we took India out until like the wee hours of the morning. I feel as though Nashville is the common denominator here. And yeah, maybe it's not we us. We lose all inhibitions <laughs> when we enter that city, when the plane touches down and like all bets are off. <laughs> All bets are off. Okay, next on the list. This person, I liked how succinctly she said this. Rejection is a redirection. Ooh, I love the alliteration. She said rejection is a redirection. Don't force life to happen. And tied into that, you attract the people that, like, belong with you and you attract your circumstances. So if you get rejected, that's not the right thing you were attracting. It's so true. And this is like, obviously, it can be in terms of relationships romantically or a job that you want or literally anything. But Mm -hmm. I just believe that whatever is meant to happen will happen. And if you start thinking that way, it just brings a lot of peace. I mean, it's easier said than done. But if you've got to try to think that way, because a lot of people out there think everything happens for a reason. But rejection is really a redirection like some doors will open and some doors will close and like maybe that's just to help us figure out where the heck we're supposed to be going if every door was open that would be overwhelming it'd be so overwhelming and you like keeping every door open Ashley you hate leaving any door unopened I like to keep my 10 doors open not like the thousands of doors that would be open if every opportunity in the entire world was available to me (laughs) yeah imagine how crappy everyone's life would be because we'd be so spread thin (laughs) Bouncing off of that, our last episode with Caroline McClelland, I think it was two episodes ago, actually, the end of it, she just said so many good things kind of bouncing off of that. She was talking about how good things are going to come to you, like literally no matter what, good things big or small and some magnitude are coming your way. So that's another inspiring thing, the end of her episode. Yeah, I love ending the episodes with inspiring things because then our real audience who makes it to the end is like, wait, I've, be- I've been rewarded for listening to that. <laughs> We get to play heads up seven up now in class. <laughs> okay, um, I have another one. Go. This is about forming good habits, which I am really passionate about. If you guys want to go take a deep dive into this podcast journey, our second episode talks is a still lot. my favorite episode than everyone else's too. I it's love that episode. so good. Everyone is sleeping on episode two. It talks a lot about forming good habits. But on TikTok, this girl was talking about forming a keystone habit. Because if you think about it, it's kind of like the New Year's resolution thing. Like if you have too many and you're like, I'm going to start working out every day and getting up earlier and reading a book and journaling and drinking way more water and eating more fruits and vegetables, like all of that is just too much. Like you're going to fail if you try to do everything at once. So you have to pick one thing at a time. It's your keystone habit. And scientifically, it is proven to work better if you focus on one thing at a time. And it takes, what is it, 28 days to form a habit, something like that. I don't know. Sure. Of you can fool me. Give yeah. it a month. <laughs> Give it a, roughly a month. Do that thing that you want to freaking do. I have a an update on the splits. <laughs> I need to update everyone on the splits because that's my keystone habit. <laughs> I have been trying to implement my stretching before I run, after I run, which I used to never do. It was so bad. But I don't want my joints to be all broken by the time I'm 30. Like, yikes. So... I'm doing a lot of stretching and I'm making some progress on the splits. My left leg forward, I've noticed, is working much better. <laughs> I took a sec off, a second off from running in like a month and I did it yesterday and I was like going into I was like, am I going to have a heart attack? What do we think? But I was fine. 
Um, okay, young, something back. Oh, this one I thought was super interesting, and I want to get this gal on the podcast. She's a friendship coach, and she was talking about how female friendships studies are showing that female friendships over the span of your lifetime offer more satisfaction to you personally than a romantic relationship. I wonder if that's the same for boys with guy friends. Do I don't think, think so. Not? I don't think boys provide the same level of comfort that girls do to each other. Yeah, I took a gender of psychology class, and that seems like something that we learned for sure. Because boys are like tender with each other. They don't open up as much. No, and we provide like we're thoughtful and we provide stability and support, and it's just like the whole package. Yeah, I, I remember in my psychology class, they were saying how guys friendships with girls like real true platonic friendships are way more beneficial to them than other guy friends obviously there's exceptions like there are romances out there that are just going to span the test of time but girls are where it's at is what I'm learning day by day you know and when we're Harry met Sally how they're like guys and girls can't be friends maybe that's because guys when they do make a real true friend that's a girl they like the way they treat them so much as confused as liking them Oh, yeah. Like, sorry, we're just nice and we care about you and we listen. This is just the way I treat all of my friends. Oh, my gosh. That's so insightful, Ashley. I think we cracked I the know. code. That's the most <laughs> insightful thought I've ever had in my life. I'm going to oh go write a thesis on it. Maybe it's getting confused as romantic because we just treat our best girlfriends just so unbelievably nice. We treat them the way we would treat a romantic partner without the romantic part. <laughs> it's true. Like, we give everything in those relationships. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Wow. That's some shower thought. I'm going to think about that, that later. One. But bouncing off of that, friend breakups are okay. Yeah, that's like really hard. Especially the transition of being younger friends to older friends. Yeah, change again, change is inevitable. Everyone's life circumstances are going to change and like you kind of just have to go with the flow as much as it's still going to hurt and look different. Which is kind of like what I said earlier in the episode, you have to decide who you want to invest in and then stick with that smaller group. I love that, though. I think that's a really healthy and mature outlook on friendships, and I think it's way easier said than done, obviously, but as long as we're, like, working towards that, I think that's pretty smart. Okay, I have another one. Wait, but don't cut out everyone that you don't want to, like, move in with and call best friend forever and maid of honor. Like, they're still going to have acquaintances that you get lunch with, but, like, don't make them your priority. No, of course, of course. Okay. Go. I have some scientifically proved actions that are bad for your energy. I think I'm going to become a big energy person this year. You buy a bunch of crystals in them. <laughs> okay, maybe not that crazy. I'll, sp- I'll drop money on lip injections, but maybe not the crystals. <laughs> um, okay, so some of these actions. The first one is pretty obvious, but it's a good reminder. Scrolling on social media for a long time, big fat shocker, but that is horrible for your energy because you're literally in a state of hypnosis. And also this is back okay. to the comparison thing. Like it's just really bad for your mental health. I and have a statement. We've got to stop. That. We've got to stop. I feel I'm bad at comparing on social media with activities, like what other people are doing, activities or friendships. But, anyways, bouncing off of that, I treat social media with that hypnosis, mindlessness, though, the same as I treat watching a TV show. TikTok okay. specifically. I treat it like you want to watch a TV show because you just need to, like, not think for 30 minutes. That's how I treat TikTok. Or reading a book because you don't want to think for 30 minutes. There's mindlessness. No, I agree with the mindlessness thing, but I will say that social media, there is an aspect of you kind of subconsciously looking inward and comparing yourself and your life to these other people. And with movies and books, that transports you to someone else's life and someone else's story. So I just think that's better for your mental health if you're going to waste time in one of the two ways. (laughs) Um, I feel like I am transporting myself, though, to all of those 17-year-old girls that are like traveling the world in a van on TikTok when I'm watching theirs. (laughs) Van talk. We made it to band talk. Another one that is bad for your energy. This was actually really interesting to me. You might need to hear this more than me, but eating out all the time is actually bad. There's nobody eating out right now. It's California. (laughs) Okay, I know. But like before the pandemic, you were just eating out all the time, which I love. What's the issue with it? But the issue is that when you cook for yourself, it's actually really great for your self-worth because you're knowing – well, first, you know exactly what you're putting in your body, but it's showing – it's like proving to yourself that you – are worth the time spent to prepare like this nice meal and to sit down. And when you're, when you go out to eat, you don't know who the heck's cooking your meal and where the energy is coming from. And like, maybe the cook was rushed or maybe he was having a bad day. And like, that's going to transfer into your body. Here's my rebuttal. The reason I like to eat out so much is a social thing. It's to catch up with people. 
I don't like Fine. to eat out. I would never go out and eat out alone. It's purely social. <laughs> well, of course not. We're not animals. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> but and then secondly, I know how to cook my for myself. I love how I love to cook. But I found I don't like cooking really unless it's for an audience. I love to make something <laughs> and have someone else enjoy it. And me too. Ashley, we're so performative. You and I, we're both like anything for the bit. Like as long as we have a live studio audience in our life, like we're doing okay. But also my love language that I give is acts of service. That's why I like cooking so much for other people. Okay, that's true. I literally felt so taken care of whenever you would make me dinner and I could tell that I brought you joy. I love to cook for other people, especially to cook well for people. Okay, next about energy. What's your next thing that I can rebuttal? (laughs) Yeah, why are you like sh- shooting all of these down? Like, my goodness. Um, the next thing was just about the emotions being contagious, which we already covered. Yeah. So we can move forward. This one is just a blanket statement. We've said it a bunch of times. I feel like Michael Bostick from Skin Confidential says this all the time. Don't compare your someone else's end to your beginning. This one I thought was interesting and something to really chew on. Reduce the time between you knowing what the right action is and literally doing it instead of asking too many people's other opinions. Whether you want to start some sort of business or you want to work on some sort of project, reduce the amount of thought that's in it. Yeah, I have pursued through actions, not thoughts. So that's like the same thing is like once you decide the path that you want to take or at least the direction you want to go in like you've got to start making those micro steps because that's the only way to get there and I feel like starting is always the hardest part of anything which also I thought this was interesting some girl said this just in general on TikTok and I like took note of it she was saying that more self-aware people aren't don't maybe do as crazy of things because less self-aware people are just stupid they think they could do it all so (laughs) ignorance I feel like to an extent that's actually really healthy to have a little bit of like childlike whimsy because that's what keeps you young and that's what keeps life fun and exciting there is no dream man no dream job and no dream scenario where you're gonna everything's gonna line up and you're gonna be perfectly happy in every single splendid way yeah and I also feel like the dream man the dream house the dream life all of that changes as we get older anyway so it's like yeah don't there is no dream one of them because you're gonna change your mind yeah I think this is really important. You're not obligated to live your life by someone else's standards. And that can be your parents or your family, the media, or even your friends. Like everyone has different standards and different ways that they, different rule book for their life. And that doesn't mean that yours is any better or any worse. It's just different because it's yours. And I think a lot of people get really caught up in trying to meet the people who they care about in their lives' standards. And it's like, at the end of the day, you can't. You're never going to please everyone. So you might as well at least build a life that you think is beautiful and that you are proud of. Mm-hmm. This one is something that everyone needs a reminder on all throughout life. Tell that person how you feel, whether it's the person you like, whether it's your family, whether it's your best friend. Always tell them how how you feel about them. Oh, I do not have a problem with this one, do I, Ashley? <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold back one bit. <laughs> If anything, I'm such an oversharer, but I feel like I appreciate that because I'm so open. Like, you know how in The Bachelor, everyone's like, I just have such a hard time being vulnerable. I have such a hard time. Like, I've never told anyone this before. I'm like, my God, like, what Mm -hmm. kind of relationship, what kind of shallow relationships are in your life that you cannot open up to these people? Like, that is really sad to me. And I know it is harder for some people, but I'm like, come on. Not even telling your mom or your best friend. No, totally. I feel like. If anything, you might as well tell everyone how you feel because you don't know when the last time you're going to have that chance to like we Mm -hmm. life is so short. Everything is temporary. Like we could be our life could be cut short tomorrow, not to be morbid, but it's true. You're more attractive than you think you're the way you look, the way you think and the thing, the ambitions you have are exactly what someone's looking for and someone else. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I actually really like that one because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, like all of those were bullshit, but I I like this one. (laughs) I'm like, I can actually get behind this one. No, but I think that's so pretty because think about how many people you find unattractive and like they all have someone. So like someone Mm -hmm. thinks they're hot, you know? Someone thinks we're hot. That's what that Uh means. Your ambition, all of the like materialistic and like actual deep qualities about you are things that people want in someone. Even the things you don't like about yourself are things that people are going to like about you. I love it. I love this outlook. I Can you text that every day? Will you text that every morning when I wake up, actually? 
a different aspects about you that even I don't like. This about you is what some guy is looking for. <laughs> You're like, today I realize I don't like this quality that you have, but someone's going to. Okay, I have a good one. I like the way this is worded. Every challenge you face today makes you stronger tomorrow. Life's challenges should make you better, not bitter. I think a lot of people kind of sit in their bitterness when things don't go their way or when things like when life gets hard, which is inevitable. But just think about how much stronger that's going to make you when you face the next one. You know, I just thought of this book that we should absolutely read. And it's called Bittersweet. It was about life changing and like circumstantial and when things don't go your way it was really good okay this one's tender as hell it's really tender it has to do with relationships i'm gonna pair two of them together you weren't asking for too much you were just asking the wrong person Mm -hmm. and sometimes walking away with good memories is enough both of those quite insightful that's so true because there are some people that break up with someone and they're like that was a waste of my time and i don't know maybe the length of it like you could have missed someone else but at the same time the memories that you get from it or the things that you learn about yourself or the way you come out of a situation, it's not a waste. And if you are happy in the moment, then life is not a waste. You could say that about everything. If I had done this sooner, this would have happened. But if you're happy in the moment, then nothing was wasted. Totally. And sometimes it's like when you look back on past relationships, you do really just remember the good times. And it's like a highlight reel of happy memories. Like you're not going to harness that bitterness. And if you do, like you've got to let go because that's going to impair your next relationship in the future. Yeah. And also the whole thing about you're not asking too much. You're just asking the wrong person. That kind of leads back to there is someone, there's multiple people out there that are compatible with you and like are looking for the exact things that you're looking for. And one day that's going to match up. And I think a lot of people try to force relationships, especially in the early stages. And this is just me from speaking from my serial dating experiences, but it's, it should be really easy at the beginning. And if it's not just easy and happy-go-lucky, like especially when we're young, like what is that going to do in the future? Yeah. Like you've got to let it go. Like it shouldn't be hard. Like life's going to be hard enough as it is. So at the beginning, if it's not like blissful, like something's wrong. Talking about relationships, I was listening to this influencer who's been married for a while talk and someone, she was doing like a Q&A and someone was like, how do you make your marriage work so well? And she was like, ever since the beginning, I've never given – 50% expecting him to also do his half. I've always just given 100% and expected nothing in return. And he's done the same. Wow. That's really smart. Like not like I wash the dishes so he has to clean the house. Just I'm going to do it because I love him. And then he's just always had that same mentality. So we've both given 100%. Wow. That's really cool. And that takes out the transactional quality of mm-hmm. like I do this so I get that. Because that's when things just – that's when the love is not there when you're just becoming too transactional I think. Director of Barstool Sports, I was listening to him and he was like, get a job where you don't care if it's Wednesday or Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this one, we all, especially our group, is horrific at this because when we all lived together, we would sit around for an hour at a time and say, my husband will have these exact qualities, which you also possess. My wedding will happen at 27 so I could take out the loan for the house at 27 and a half and then I can move into at 29. And it was just insane, our timeline. I will get pregnant at 31 and you will get pregnant at 32 so it doesn't overlap our kids. It was just the timelines were insane. And I still like how- I literally made a PowerPoint of everyone's life and their timeline of when they were going to get married, where, have kids what color palette their weddings were going to be and what their houses were going to look like and like it's absurd but it was the other fun day, to me oh totally and the other day I was literally thinking I was like oh my god what if I get engaged the same year as like Abby or Allie or like Emery or one of our other friends and then like it's just one of them is like has a prominent part in my wedding and they have to plan everything and I have to plan theirs and it's just not going to work and these timelines are so insane <laughs> so the sooner you let go of the timeline there is no timeline it's all fake and no one has it figured out either everyone's just chasing the next stage of their life totally I could not agree more when there's no secret to figure out there's no secret there's no like one big secret nobody's telling us <laughs> you don't get an envelope on your 40th birthday that says here was the secret of life <laughs> Yeah, maybe you got to wait till you get to heaven for that one. So don't yeah. hold your breath. <laughs> Abby, was, Abby was texting me last night and was like, do you think God's going to be upset that I'm changing my body and getting lip fillers <laughs> and changing his creation? And she's like, I know the first question I'm going to ask when I get to heaven is, did he get mad about my lip fillers? <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's like basically me saying, I don't really like your handiwork, sir. Like, <laughs> it matters in my own hands. <laughs> I told my mom and she was like, yeah, he might. <laughs> Lisa agrees with me. 
Okay, um, I have another one. This one's really vibey, and I think you'll like it. Ooh. If you keep reading the same chapter, you'll never finish the book. And if you let that one sink in, you can't keep focusing on that boy that broke your heart. You can't keep focusing on that friendship with that girl that you thought was going to be your ride or die till the end. Things are going to change and you cannot stay in the same chapter. Like you've got to keep moving forward, just like they say in Meet the Robinsons. Um, that's off of that. I heard someone say once that being like sad or down or depressed is thinking about the past too much and being anxious is thinking about the future. So when you get rid of those two actions, you're just <laughs> you should just be the things content. that we do a lot, huh, Ashley? Thinking about the future and thinking about the past. I don't think I have another setting, actually. <laughs> How about we just work on being present? Let's try that. And Sundays are great at that. Right now I'm having fun. Everything is saturated. Jobs are saturated, markets are saturated. Any project you want to do has already been done a million times, but no one's doing it the way you're gonna do it. So that's why. Yeah. And no one's gonna you put your spin yourself- on it. If you allow yourself to talk yourself out of wanting to try something, then who who the heck else is going to go? The whole world is already going to talk you out of doing something. Don't exactly. add one more person to the list. If you don't stand up for yourself and your dreams, no one else is going to either. <laughs> we could be life coaches like your dad said. We just speak with so much conviction and belief. <laughs> yeah, you know, like the Dear Abby columns in the olden days when there was actual <laughs> columns. Like this is Dear Abby and Ashley. Like maybe people should write in. Okay. There's time later for the stability that you think you need right now. You don't need stability right now. You don't Oh my need, gosh. You might need a retirement fund. Like, don't be stupid. Like, start putting money away once you have a full salary. But you don't need actual stability. You might need a Roth IRA, but that's about as much stability as you need because your 20s are for experiencing everything as much as possible. Sell that car and move away to that other country once things open up. Kiss lots of boys or kiss lots of girls if that's something you're into. Follow totally. your arrow, Casey Musgrave. <laughs> And the last one I have to round out our list is fall in love with as many people, places, and things as possible. And I really believe that if you live by this motto, it'll make your life, it'll curate such a vibe in your life. If you're like, I, if you're like, I'm going to fall in love with my morning commute, like find certain things on your drive and your morning commute that you love to look at, that you love to pass or find a perfect podcast <laughs> ours to listen to or find a perfect song that you like listening to to start your morning. Fall in love with your morning skincare routine. Fall in love with your favorite avocado toast recipe. And most importantly, go on dates, get to know yourself, get to know others, get to know the community that you're involved in and fall in love with every single thing about it. Like this LaCroix, this Pamplemousse LaCroix that I'm drinking right now, I'm in love with it. I'm obsessed with it. It's my favorite flavor. And life is more fun when you allow yourself to be obsessed with every detail of your daily lives. I want to talk about this more in our main character episode, but Abby already, like just all this vibe, but Abby already knows that I wake up in the morning when I'm in a good mood. We talked about Lowe's last episode. Heck yeah, I have them. When I'm in a good mood, I open my eyes in the morning. I use that special detergent that Emery turned me on to (laughs) and I can smell it on my sheets and I'm like, God, this smells so good. And I think to myself, I cannot wait to get up and see my dog and make that coffee. That's the silver one from Trader Joe's that I drink with ice and oat milk specifically and taste it. I wake up and I am so excited to do those actions. Find your favorite coffee creamer and that'll get you so excited. If you have a new music artist that you're listening to, wake up after your alarm Put on that music artist in the background as you go about like getting dressed for the day, doing your makeup, whatever. Just start curating the vibes of your life. Like life is meant to be exciting and all the little moments should be celebrated. Like fall in love with everything about your life. And if you do that in your 20s, I think that will attract all of the good energy and all of that will come back to you. I'm feeling so riled about this. And also don't feel guilty for doing something for the pleasure of doing it. Life is meant to be enjoyed, not to always work and put your head down. Yeah, there's more to life than paying bills and trying to lose weight. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) So fall in love with every single action and fall in love with the people that are in your life and fall in love with those people that you – we've already talked about this 700 times. When I'm feeling down, I just reach out to someone in my life. That's it. Mm -hmm. And then I feel up again. I feel instantly better by talking to them. And I know what – I know what people are going to make me feel just so fulfilled and filled up after talking to them on the phone for an hour. Totally. And as long as you're falling in love with your friendships and all of the things that surround your everyday life, fall in love with yourself. Because once you're in love with yourself and you're secure with yourself in that love, then you can give that to other people. And then your life will just look a lot better. 
talking about dating for one of our next episodes, I want to talk about the idea of dating yourself, loving yourself so much you feel like you're dating yourself. But we'll save that one for the road. Oh my gosh, yeah. Stay tuned because that one's going to yeah. be good. I cannot wait to talk about that. So speaking about dating, this is not a positive subject that we're going to turn to. We just had all this positivity, but we're about to tear down some of these women on The Bachelor. <laughs> yes, we are finally ready. Okay, we're going to jump into The Bachelor recap segment. To remember in the very last episode, Sarah... I say pretended that she was going to faint and she runs off to the side and there's chaos. Yes. And so she's in that really cute pink dress with the sparkles. First off about Sarah, because she turns into a bit of a, not villain's a strong word, but she's definitely not a favorite later on in the episode. So I feel liberated saying this. My first she's thoughts about Sarah. Enemy number one. <laughs> yeah. My first thoughts about Sarah doing this was this an act. It seems like excellent timing. It's kind of like the girl that throws up at a pregame and spends the rest of the pregame and the outing saying, guys, I threw up like I can't drink too much tonight and makes it the focus of everyone's conversation. That's Sarah almost fainting. Oh, my gosh. Totally. I for health reasons, I've never fainted. I have no idea if it was real, but if it was, she said she's never fainted before. No one. What are the odd things her first time on this? And also, like, the whole episode was about her. Like, the entire episode was just centered around her. And for someone who doesn't seem to like attention, quote-unquote, she sure is good at bringing all the attention to herself. Yeah. This girl, Anna, that came out of the freaking woodwork also to narrate some of this. She's blonde. I've never heard oh of her. Gosh, I want to hear more. Looks, I want to hear more. She looks like okay. Anna Brown mixed with Kaylin. Yes. Yeah. 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 Good one. Yeah, she seems really sweet. I can't believe this is her first date and they're on week three. Like, my God. Oh, I'm all for girls and women doing what they want. But why isn't Victoria wearing an ounce of makeup? She's on The Bachelor. (laughs) It's a reality show based on looks. (laughs) Like, looks are first, personality second on this show. I'm sorry. And if you're going to go on a reality show, please get your skincare in check. Like, I'm not trying to be mean, but... Yeah, choose Survivor. That's such a good point. There's other shows that aren't solely about your looks, and like maybe she should have been on one of those because she does have a great personality for reality TV. You cannot deny. Like she's yeah. got a good, good something going one for big her brother or something. Yeah, and also like who is choosing her outfits? Like who is letting all of her bra straps show? Who is letting her pick these horrendous dresses? Like it's um, unsightly. Unsightly, <laughs> what an old-fashioned term for this. <laughs> Watching too much Bridgerton. Um, about Marilyn leaving. Why is she? I've oh never God, seen justice for Marilyn. Justice, justice for Marilyn. For her. Why is she shocked? Also, that Victoria stayed on. Doesn't she know the villain's contractually obliged to stay on longer than two se- episodes? Why? It's why true. are we shocked? They, like in the past, we all know that the villain stays at least until like week six or something. But this was just so clearly obvious that the producers were like, you've got to keep this one girl. Before we hit the group day, I have a few more thoughts to speed through. I've never seen a group of women turn as quickly on a victim and bat them into a literal corner like they did on Sarah after she fainted. They literally took her, seriously. put her in the corner and started throwing darts at her. It was horrid. I know. It's like you haven't since sinned throw the first stone like my god you guys calm down like you're all attention why you're on the show how after they have champagne after they give out the roses and someone gets cut however someone usually makes a speech i'm surprised the speeches don't carry on like the scene in bridesmaids where one girl talks and then the next girl they keep trying to one-up each other like i'm surprised it's a one and done okay well to be honest it probably is more of like a everyone tries to talk as much as possible but they can't show that all you know yeah they'll just choose i'm sure it does go like what i said my other thought was is chris just enjoying the resort amenities when he's not on air for those four minutes every single episode like he's on air for four to 12 minutes what is he doing the rest of the time you know what that's so true like is he just having fun living in like the crisp bottom air like going for strolls in the park like I want to know that too I want to talk more to Kit or I want uh, Matt to I want to hear it but Kit's uh talked about how she was out of her comfort zone here no so I'm sorry Kit your idea of being out of your comfort zone <laughs> is having to probably operate your own vehicle in New York City and not have your driver take you around oh my gosh so true she just screams privilege with her rich ass mom or having to have toured a state school instead of an Ivy back when you were 17. There's no way you were out of your comfort zone. <laughs> this That's is the most so out of your true. comfort zone. She's, her, her vibes are immaculate, though. Like, her outfit. I, want, I love her. I, love I want her to them. speak more. Yeah. I know. I kind of want to be her friend. Like, I feel like she would go to Pepperdine low-key. Yeah, totally. Okay. Moving on to Chris's um, POV fan fiction like oh my gosh, erotica. Of course, like, Why would he write that? Book. 
Why I thought his book was going to be more of like a Nicholas Sparks kind of like lovey-dovey story, but they're like, oh my gosh, it's so sexual. And like Ashley and I were reading that excerpt from it. And I was like, why is Chris Harrison like the new author of Fifty Shades of Grey? Like, and why are we all shipping this? Like, I don't like this. He feels like an upstanding man to me. And that just like rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Like, what do you think your college age, like son and high school daughter are going to think about that? Also, Chris, could you not make it onto Good Morning America to talk about your book? So you had to use this as your (laughs) promo PR. But I did think it was really fun. Like overall, the group date, like the girls really, I think it brought them together and they seemed to be having a lot of fun. And I feel like it loosened everyone up until Sarah showed up and later in the evening. And also like we're fun people. We like are Christians and we're fun, but we also go out and we are just like fun people. But I'm sorry, women, you cannot cry over Matt praying one second and then smirk while you so purposefully wrote this erotic fan fiction the next. Those two just don't translate to each other. You can't. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. (laughs) I mean, people are complex and they have different sides to them, but I feel like I was picturing myself on that group date and I was like, what the heck would I do? Like, I don't think I could have written something super steamy and like performed it in front of everyone. Like, I would have made like a big fat joke of it. Like, my whole thing would have been sarcastic. That's a compromise of morals. I'm sorry. And like- It makes me feel really weird. Yeah. And there have been other people in The Bachelor that are- do have strong faith and they have you can tell held back or they have held back in certain respects oh we should all have victoria's confidence like she might be a villain but we should have her confidence did anyone tell sarah the show's premise before she came on oh my gosh i feel like this happens every season there's always a girl that's like i just it's so hard for me to see the guy I like with all these other girls like you know what the heck you signed up for it was week three there's still 30 girls there like you can't be saying this that early you're not like top Uh six honey like cool it when victoria went outside and talked to her and was like you like when it was dark outside she went outside and talked to her that absolutely triggered my fight or flight victoria's tone i know it was so but can we talk about how mature katie was like she shows up to this franchise as vibrator girl she's made like the laughing talk and now she's the most emotionally mature girl in the entire house like what a flip of the switch you must know that things are bad if sh- someone like showed empathy with no personal gain on the show. And I also know. the way they cornered and attacked her made me like in a scene in a movie where you're internally cringing and you almost can't watch it. Like in the family mm-hmm. stone when they're attacking Sarah Jessica Parker at dinner and you just can't yes. handle watching. That's how horrid this attack was. They would not let up. Like it was actually getting really absurd. Like I understand. Someone just the- stepped in. No, I understand like why they were mad, but at some point, like you've got to let it go. Like this girl is obviously going through stuff. Like nobody knew about her family issues and like her dad's terminal illness which obviously adds like a whole nother layer and that's probably why she was so emotional and like but she already had made her decision you know what I mean like she made the decision to leave her family and go on this show and like I'm sure that was really hard and you're allowed to change your mind but like come on man like it was too much for me she was taking up all the screen time they also say trust the process more than a sorority recruitment chair. They're always like, trust this process. Trust mm-hmm. this 30 girl process. Um, but also like, we go. The girls are always like, if you're not going to be here for Matt and you're not going to be here to trust the process, then like, I would rather you just go home. We also skimmed over the date with the horse girl. I loved her energy. I would be friends with her. Finally, someone who's willing to be themselves. I don't think there's that much chemistry between them, but someone who was willing to be themselves and just have fun. She carried herself with such grace and authenticity. And mm-hmm. I think the reason we like her so much, Serena P is her name, is because she is us. She's a 22-year-old publicist. She's literally us. Like we could have gone to school oh, with her and been her friend. And it's like, how is she dating this manly man? Like I would feel like such a child next to him. And she's just like relatable and fun. And she doesn't say I'm in love with him. She's like, I like him. It's just like very mm-hmm. – She's more mature than the older girls on there. Did anyone see that tweet that was the daughters from Grown Ups and it's the daughter that <laughs> that looks just like him and then it's the, like two model hot daughters and they're at the swimming pool and well, they, we should we'll, we'll post so it, yeah. And it's like, this is me uh, next to other girls my age on The Bachelor. No, really, like <laughs> she is 22 years old. How? Who? 1998 who? Like she looks like she's 30 years old. In what freaking world? Um... But also the whole thing that happened with Sarah is just saying a lot about Matt's character, the way that he like 
keeps just giving in to her. Like, it's, I think it's saying a bad thing about his character. Like, he's not respecting the other girl's time. Yeah. There's too many. You came here to do this. If he wants to date one person one-on-one, then go on Hinge. My issue – that's so true. Go on Hinge. My issue with him, I feel like overall, like, he is such a good guy, obviously. Like, we keep raving about him. But because he's never been on this franchise before and he doesn't really know what it feels like to be on the other side, the fact that he showed up for him and Serena's one-on-one and then immediately went to go check on Sarah and, like, yeah. jumped in her bed with her, I was like, that is so disrespectful. Like, this is Serena's day. Like, you only get one also- day with this guy. You weren't on the island and lost, though. You know how the show works. Moreover, your best friend was on the show. And your other real True. good friend, Hannah Brown, was also a star. True. So, you quarantined with these people in Florida, in Jupiter, Florida, from months ago. Yeah. You talked about the process. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think he tipped you off on anything? That's bullshit that you don't know how the show works. You're also a man. You're not a 16-year-old boy. You know how to, like, treat people. It's true. And also is a little bit of a red flag that whenever anyone asks him if he was in love, he's like, at one point I thought I was in love, but now I don't think it was love. It's like, oh my gosh, bro. Like you've never been in love. Like you're 30 or whatever. Yeah. And you're also a boy. I don't know. You and you're open up yourself boy. more to what life has to offer. Sheesh. Yeah. And then also um, Sarah, I do – yes, she has a hard thing going on with her dad. However – she didn't say talk about her dad at all when she said goodbye to Matt. She's like, I'm being attacked. I must go. That was a cry for attention. And mark okay. my word, she is coming back. I hope she doesn't come back because the one thing in my mind that saved her was that she actually did end up leaving because I was like, okay, she is like – at first I was like, she's doing this all for the attention, which is honestly a really smart move. But the fact that she actually did leave, I was like, okay, she really like needed to go. She's. I'll tell you why she's coming back because she said in the car again and again, I just don't know if this is the right reason. That is uh, Bachelor producer tip off that she will be making an appearance. Also, they're bringing new girls on. Also, yeah, what is this love island? Like, why are they bringing in five like new it. girls? I'm panicking. <laughs> You're not I can a hardly remember these girls' names. Like, it's too much for me. Like, I don't want new girls. All of these are – I feel like these girls, especially the ones that aren't getting the screen time, it's so much loser on loser crime. Like, I do not care about them <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Loser on loser cry. It is. It's like, I don't care. Like, just show me the cool girls and like the rest of them can get out. Like, I don't know. What if there was a bachelor season where the audience got to vote people on and off? Holy crap. Like, Matt could also decide, but also we got to vote. That would be so good. Us and the producers and Matt all deciding the fate of these women. (laughs) Us out of all America, they choose us. Um, Okay, do you have any other thoughts? I think closing thoughts, um, I feel like overall I was pretty entertained this episode. I'm really curious to see when Heather Never Been Kissed is going to make an appearance in addition to these five girls. And in a lot of the previews for, like, you know how they show little teasers for the rest of the whole season and, Mm -hmm. like, even up to the fantasy suites, they give you a little flash into it. It's like there's this one girl whose face I do not recognize, so that means she must be from the new five. So I'm thinking at least one of them goes really far. So it's interesting. I guess I'm excited to meet the new girls. I'm not excited to try to learn their names. It's becoming all a little much for me, but here we go. I know. I just refer to them as some like telltale feature and you provide all the names. Yes. Yes, it's true. (laughs) Also, Serena P. How many Serenas exist out there? Come on. (laughs) I think that I know. Come on, Serena. Like that's not that unique of a name or that's not that common of a name. It's not like Sarah or Emily. Um, but with that, guys, um, we're waiting on beta breath for another two hours of torture that we have to watch on Monday night. <laughs> I'm so excited. We hope that you guys are loving these Bachelor recaps as much as we love putting them out. And I hope you got some good nuggets of advice from the first half of this episode. I think it's just good to constantly remind yourself that we're all in this together. That's really what this podcast is for. And just go with it, guys. Yeah, just freaking go with it. All right. See you guys next week. Mm-hmm.